The content of this show is for educational and informational purposes only and is a generalization of common DIY projects. Each home project may encounter unforeseen issues with specific circumstances that may not be covered in discussion on this program. This program makes no representations as to the completeness of the information and expressly disclaims any implied warranties as to the fitness of the information to any particular purpose. Before starting any projects, it's recommended the homeowner research the skills and proper materials necessary as well as any and all local requirements for permits. If there is any doubt, it is advised a licensed contractor be consulted prior to commencing your particular project. Welcome to Dream Home Ninjas. This is Mike. Keith the Brick. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's Keith. <laughs> and Josh. Awesome. Fantastic. So, we're going to be talking about... Speaking um, of bricks. <laughs> <laughs> we're going to be talking about uh, spring and slash summer projects. Maintenance things that are going around the house. Sounds like fun. Oh, I'm, I'm all for it, baby. So like, I love it. So like some outside stuff. Yeah, most certainly. You know, like cutting the grass, take maintaining the lawn, power washing the driveway, taking care of the decks. Some, some paver. Bricks. What about the things paver that bricks. people don't think about? Like, like maybe maintenance. I can't their think sewer. about those. Mm, that's a good one, Michael. What about cleaning their air conditioning? Most people know about that. Not everybody does, though. No, I I don't know that either. So that's I'm learning on All that right. one. So let's go. I know nothing. Let's educate. Let's All right. Done. <laughs> All right. Fantastic. It's great talk. Perfect. Let's talk about stuff we don't know anything about. Fantastic. Well, I know about some. All right. <laughs> I know a few All right. things. Thank God. Uh, Thank God somebody does. Here, so. Uh, so, like like I said, maintenancing the sewer. Why would well, Even if you haven't maintenanced it before, why would you want to do that? Well, that's that's a good question. Yeah, I know you've routed a lot of sewers, Keith. That I have. That what I have. do you I'm usually find in a sewer? Hmm. Hmm, that's a good question because you know why? Um, there's a lot of things that uh, I may want to say on this, but I don't want to say. <laughs> I found <Wipes>. a toy. <laughs> I found, I've, yes, um, pulling toys out, pulling, you know, the big, big thing, tree roots. You're going to find tree roots in your sewer. How do tree roots the, get in there, Keith? That, that is a great question, Michael. Um, and it, we'll get to that is how that happens is in a lot of areas where you're at, depending on oh, where you're living, um, is the type of piping that you have. Your waste removal system, okay? Oh, um, I like this. Is, <laughs> is, uh, the, the piping is actually clay tile pipe, okay? Um, if you have a old home. What about Orangeburg? Orangeburg? Uh, yeah, I've seen that before. <laughs> that stuff is... What is Orangeburg, Keith? <laughs> what is Orangeburg? Orangeburg is actually pretty much... Um, uh, cardboard and tar and, and tar. That's it. <laughs> really, that was that, that was ingenious. In, that is, Let's put cardboard and tar <laughs> in the ground for our sewers. Yeah, that was that, that and then run sewage through it. You know the the reason why Orangeburg was brought into um, into the plumbing world is it was after post war. It was after World War Two, 
um, in World War One is because of the fact that all the metals and everything was going towards the war. And what did they f- they thought said, hey, we can take this material and take tar. Essentially, it repels water. Really, water. World War Two? Yeah, unless that's from my knowledge. Unless, teach I, me. I'm I'm not sure. Me. I thought it came in in the 60s and 70s, so I, that's a little bit far from the war. Okay, well then I, I could be wrong. You know, this is educational stuff, right. so we could be uh, educating ourselves while we're here too. I don't know when it came, but it was here for a little while. Yeah, definitely. Um, but so let's talk about the roots a little bit more about roots in the 60s. Sewer. 60, 70 sounds good. I mean, yep. you know, nice little hippie acid drip and like, hey, you know, it'd be great. <laughs> let's wrap <laughs> cardboard with tar. <laughs> um, yeah, talking about st- uh, the tree roots in the sewer line, um, just to kind of give you as a simple, um, a, a simple, simplified um, understanding of how clay tile works it's a hub and spigot joint that is put together with mortar male and a and female end. male and a female female end correct and um it's put together with uh, with mortar and pretty much horse hairs which calls oakum um and it's over time the mortar dries out and where do you think those tree roots are going they're going to the sewer so they need water so you have these pieces of pipe you fit one inside the other and you put mortar that dries out on it and then bury that underground. Most I have certainly. seen some with um, rubber gaskets in. Yeah, the, the, as time progressed, it has they've have had to uh, put those that kind of stuff in there, and I've pulled sewer lines out that have had that stuff in there. Now, and to get uh, to the simplicity of it, I mean the the tree roots are looking for a water source. Correct. Right. The that that's the bottom line is they're they're trying to find any kind of source of water so that they can feed, and if you have this joint that that is all dried out and seeping out water uh, into the ground. Hey, there's like heaven, right? To to a tree. Oh yeah, most certainly. I mean, they have to get some type of water so that they can still grow. And the big factor is what will happen is during the winter time, our ground, the frost point in in Illinois here where we're at is typically five feet, um, and tree roots. Now, everybody knows this is that tree roots will grow as as how high that tree goes. If it's 30 feet in the air and how wide, let's say it's 30 feet wide, as how far the branches the umbrella of it. Yeah, now, pretty much. It's going to go that into the ground. Somebody told me once that a willow tree will actually, like, cross the street. The, the roots can cross the street to find a water source. Like It, it can go for an entire, like, city block, the, the tree roots can. For a willow, yeah, um, that uh, that I, mean, I have not heard about a willow, but I know that they can spread very far. Okay, um, we'd have to talk to a tree expert on that one, but <laughs> um, yes, I, def- definitely they're gonna get in there. Okay, so really maintaining your sewer line and getting it rotted, either rotting or hydrojetting, um, kind of simplistic situation Ooh, here. What's hydrojetting? Hydrojetting. That's a great question, Michael. Is um, Michael has all kinds Michael of great questions. All these questions. He's got such great Hydrojetting questions. Hydrojetting is is actually uh, like how you power wash your driveway deck or anything like that, your house, your siding, and all that kind of stuff. You're taking pressurized uh, water and you're pressurizing it and you're cleaning debris. Uh, hydrojetting, what you're doing is you're doing the same purpose and you're doing that inside of a oh, pipe. Oh, you just use a pressure washer inside the pipe? No. Yeah, you just shove your pressure washer right, down. But it is there. kind of like that a pressure That sounds like a DIY so, project for myself. 
Yes, <laughs> yes. Um, as that as it's a long hose that's on a on a uh, tow along jetter, or there's many different ones that are out there that they have them built in the trucks and tow longs, all that kind of stuff. Now, what's they, the what's the pressure on one of these things though? Um, I mean, because like well, yeah, like like you mentioned with the power washer, like I can get you know five six thousand psi on my pressure washer. Yeah, what's what's the pressure a on this thing? A little tiny pressure washer that you use for yourself? You be quiet. You be quiet for your deck. Yeah. Well, our Spartan goes from fifteen hundred, a thousand to fifteen hundred to 4, what five thousand, four thousand. Yeah, I mean, within that range, I'm and sure there's something higher than that. And I mean, and you're talking that amount of pressure in a hose that's shoved into your pipe. So I mean, you know, four six inch diameter pipe or what eight inch? I, I don't know. How big sewer lines Typically, get. A, uh, the sanitary <laughs> sewer line outside of a home. Um, in, in, in our code in, uh, here in Illinois, your building drain terminates five feet after the foundation wall. Okay. Okay. Then it turns into the building sewer. After that, that's when it goes out to the sanitary sewer main. So that is that piping. Typically, if you do not have a clean out outside, you would go from the inside, uh, uh, full-size clean out at a plumbing stack, overhead stack. Um, and hydro jet from there. Okay. Um, even if the line is plugged, you want to try to uh, alleviate that water from backing up. There's different uh, tips and tricks out there where you can use different equipment to isolate that water so it's not creating a giant mess in your basement. Kind of like taking one of those Capri Sun bottles and just, like, blowing air in it. It's just going to, like, spray out back at you. But most people are going to say that um, home um, pressure washer does 4,000 PSI. What's the difference between that and the jetter? I know. I know. Ooh, <laughs> Michael, if you don't tell us. Michael, please. It's tell the, us. the gallons per minute also. Oh. Your very low water pressure, water volume coming out of your home pressure washer versus ours, we're doing almost 18 gallons per minute. As we're So we're f- cutting the roots and flushing everything all at the same time, and okay. it gets on okay. all those cracks and crevices. So um, it, it's a great way to clean the sewer really well. And then um, there, what, what else could you use the, the maintenance after you, you clean the sewer? Um, you can actually use a product called uh, Rudex. Um, it's a actual, it's a herb, herbicide. Uh, the, it's a now is powder. Rude, is Rudex paying for this here, advertising? No, <laughs> they're not. We, we use their free product. advertisement for Rudex. <laughs> yes, free advertisement for Rudex. We use their product here uh, with where we work. Um, pretty much it's, it's, it comes in a one-pound bottle. You can get it in two-pound bottles, and I believe we can get it in higher pounds bottles. You use how much, depending on the length of your sewers. So. Exactly, exactly. After you want to do that after you rod or hydrojet your sewer line. Um, think of... What does it do? What it does is, and I'm going to get to that, <laughs> uh, what that does is once you apply it, you apply it with uh, per pound is five gallons per wa- of water. So you have a five-gallon bucket per pound. So if you've got two pounds of, of Rudex for so many feet of pipe, you apply 10, oh, 10 gallons of water. And what does it do to the roots? Um, with the tree roots, as you cut them, they have a um, like a covering over them, okay? So it's like when you put – you would put salt on a wound, it would actually – it hurts, right? Yeah. Well, this herbicide is actually hurting the tree roots. It's slowing the growth of them. It's oh. going to stop the growth for up to a year. Okay, if applied right after uh, a drain cleaning, most certainly correct. You don't you don't like apply it uh, another year down the road and expect it to clean out because I've seen those kind of products where you can just 
flush something down the drain and it'll help clean out some of the stuff. Yeah, it may work, but the, the best time is to do it right after. Right after rotting. Okay. Yeah, because you expose uh, expose those roots as much as they can. Yeah, so. it's, okay. it's a flesh wound. I mean, because if you don't apply a herbicide to slow the growth, that tree root is going to try to uh, it's going to start regenerating. Right. It's going to create that film over it, and it's going to start regrowing. Kind of the tree scab. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. You could also use copper sulfate. In copper line. sulfate is uh, uh, yeah, it's another product that oh that's out there. You know, you can get that from the big box stores. Um, this product that we're talking about. Uh, Rudex, you cannot get it from Home Depot or Menards or Lowe's or anywhere. Any Where do you get box. it? You have to specifically get it from a licensed plumber. Awesome. Okay. Now, and just because uh, on my side of things, we do sewage cleanup due to backups. Uh, I know one of the things that I run into is homeowners often don't even have a clue that they should be on a maintenance schedule for rotting or jetting of their sewer lines. It should um, be really inspected first, I would say, to inspect that sewer line to make sure that what what kind of material is it, what's going on in there. Uh, I, sh- I always recommend to anybody purchasing a house, have their sewer line camera before you purchase that house because it could be a very expensive undertaking. And I've had people right after they bought their house, the next day the sewer was broken. I was going to say, I, I've run into that where they, they're a week or two into the owning the house, a month at, you know, even two months. And, you know, that's the first thing I get is, I didn't know. And, you know, a lot of times, I mean, if it's tree roots, it's it's typically not even covered by insurance. So it's it's a loss that if it's really bad, you're losing a bunch of stuff and it's not covered. You're, you're SOL. Um, but I thought that was an interesting, uh, interesting thing you just said because... I've been involved with home inspectors uh, rather frequently on our end where we'll get a list of stuff. And Oh, and that's a whole other show is home well, inspectors. <laughs> We're going to have a fun show but with yes. that one. But, the, yes. but these guys come into a house and, and they proclaim to be experts in everything, uh, checking out the home. And, you know, I don't, I don't uh, by any means think that they uh, don't know their job but they're not you know like we talked about in the last show they're not a specialist right and you some know, of them just go to school just to learn that right part, portion of it if you get a contract uh, a home inspector that's been a contractor has done other things i think those are much better um home they're, inspectors they're better but not always too because i've found <laughs> quite a few of them are failed contractors oh. they're guys they're guys that couldn't hack it in the contracting world and they found home inspecting is this new niche market that is exploding right now. And everybody wants a home inspection beforehand. So they have to do little to no marketing. Right. And they're getting business and they're in and out of a house in 15 minutes. Some and them, yeah. Yeah. And, and, you know, they're charging anywhere from <laughs> three to 500 bucks for, for 15 minutes of yeah. like looking around. And this one customer I just went to, he, you know, the he's got. Plumbing, you guys were there actually. Uh, <laughs> he's got he's got plumbing above the bathroom. It's a separate attic space from the rest of the house, and not enough insulation in there. And it, it's just exposed to the elements. Of course, it froze and burst during the winter. You guys went out there, you know, repaired it. It was jerry rigged as all get out. I mean, they had, I think they had a uh, a refrigerator line for. Uh, running through there for the for the main plumbing to that to that bathroom instead of like proper copper right um and you know of course it froze burst and poured water down there you guys fixed it brought it up to up to code what it should have been 
And then we rerouted uh, it, too. So yeah, you rerouted it. You, I think you. It was I think you also built a box around the one part that couldn't be. You put heat tape on it. I mean, all kinds of stuff to make sure it didn't right. ever happen again. Um, but and we'll talk about more heat tape and stuff like yeah, that in the winter. Yeah, but <laughs> but the the point is, the home inspector was out there. He didn't even go up in that attic space, right. you know. And and my point is, you know, I think that's that's an important thing is you should have an actual plumber come out and check those things out and give you a schedule specifically, like for your sewer system, when how often you should be ta- getting that taken care of. Yeah, well, well and not everybody's going to go up in the attic and check where that plumbing lines are going to. That is a really weird in northern Illinois yeah. to run <laughs> water lines through an attic. Like, yeah. <laughs> I, I, I don't I don't get that. But you you could do certain things to make sure you create the right precautions to take care of it like we tried to do. Yeah, well, I mean, especially so. when we got winters like this last one, negative 56 for, the, the, vortex. for the wind yeah, chill. Yeah, that was that <laughs> was a blast. <laughs> I mean, we were su- yeah, we were super swamped. That was fun. Yeah. But we're talking about spring now. Well, it's spring. You know, spring is sprung. We've had a ton of rain, and we're, we're, we want to do maintenance. And Summer doesn't like start that. until September, and then we get about two weeks of it, right? Yep. Yeah. <laughs> So we talked about we talked about the sewer line. There's a lot of other things going on in the house. Uh, we, let's touch on one more plumbing thing, and then we'll move on to some other um, things around the house. Um, I always think um, checking your outside faucets yeah, before you um, before the season, you just start watering things. That's big. Um, you know, we we get a, a big overflux of calls where, um, for example, a customer calls and says. Oh my gosh, I have water leaking into my basement. I was using my hose outside and watering the grass. You know, I'm watering the flowers that I just planted. And I flooded my basement. I flooded my basement. What's going on? Okay, all right, we'll get you on the schedule. We'll come out. Yada, yada. We go out there. What what ends up happening? Uh, Mr. So and so, what did you tell me what happened? Oh, well, you know, um, I left my, I left my hose on the, on the hose bib outside and, um, and, I didn't take through, it off through the, the winter, in the fall, yep. and it was just on there through the winter. Yep. Okay. Well, what made you do that? <laughs> well, well, I just, you know, I simply forgot. I got a, going on, I got a lot cold. going on in my life. Blah blah blah. Whatever the whatever the circumstance was and or is, however it went about. Yes, that it happened. happened. It happened. Yeah. And what's going to end up happening? It it these newer these frost proofs they are not designed to have a hose hooked up. And left on throughout the wintertime. You have to disconnect the hose. Well, and, and this is this is my favorite word, proof. Because uh, <laughs> you, you have waterproof and water-resistant, and, and people always get confused on that. You know, the, the when something is, is water-resistant or, or like green board, that's one of my favorite things for drywall. It's mold-resistant, right? It doesn't mean it can't get mold. I, I've been in many basements that it covered in mold, but even proof doesn't mean it's completely resistant. No. You get a waterproof watch. You still can't go like over three feet. Yeah. <laughs> they do make a freeze proof outside faucet though. Oh really? They do. And if you leave the hose on, it will, will still take, it's it still, be okay. it'll, oh, it will, it will be, be okay. okay. Yes. It's it will be okay. See, well, that is an upgrade. That's the that upgrade people need to be talking about. Yeah, absolutely. Yes. We, Ooh. and where we work, we, we do it every day. At wow. Jay's Plumbing, wow, we wow. talk about these outside faucets and how you can keep that hose to it. So that's that premium option. That is the premium. It is the premium option. option, yeah. And we can go from there to the to the top of the world when it comes down to, oh, to I think, fixing that. I think if anybody's ever had water in their basement, because I, I've been in basements where from a burst pipe because of that, 
they've got, you know, two foot of water, three foot of water because of that. They, you know, I mean, nobody ever goes down to their basement unless you got like the full man cave down there. <laughs> um, then, you know, you, you're once you've had that, you, you absolutely should be going with with that kind of option for replacing that. How, how many people actually go with something like that? I would say probably about 50% of the time when they're offered, really, that they high. would go with that yeah. okay. because, because it, it, it safeguards it from ever happening again. Yeah. And that's, that's the exactly manufacturer actually puts a five year, $5,000 insurance policy on it. Wow. So it, they know it's going to work wow. as long as it's installed correctly. Right. So, um, and that means you can't have, you know, your, your non-licensed plumber friend correct. doing it. Yeah. yeah. You need to have a real plumber doing it correctly. Absolutely. Right. Yeah. So, um, so that, that, that's a good conversation about outside faucets. Let's talk yeah. about other things around the house. What All else right. could we do? Working on decks, man. Yeah. People are doing, <laughs> you know, it's getting warmer. They want it. They're out in the backyard. They're looking at their backyard and they're going, well, hell, what am I going to do? This deck needs to be refinished, needs to be sanded down. You know, Josh, you're in that type of business. I mean, what are you saying? What's going on? Uh, I mean, you know, of course, pergolas are a big thing ever since all the, the DIY shows started up. and that So fancy. It is. <laughs> <laughs> so pretty. It doesn't have a roof, but it kind of is a roof. Yeah. Um, you know, those those are fun, and you can get really, really decorative and, and have a blast with those. The I think the, the biggest thing is, you know, make sure what you've got is is in good shape. You know, I can't tell you how many customers I go out on the back deck and it's just rotting away. It, it, you know, the, they hired some guy to do it dirt cheap, and he painted the the wood. You know, it's supposed to be stained, and mm-hmm. yeah, it's, it sure enough, it's painted, and it's just rotting out because the paint is trapping all the water inside of it. Now, here's here here's a quick question for you, is and, and this is this is a conversation I had with a, a coworker of ours that um, Jeff that oh, that we work with. Um, he was actually doing some stuff that he was telling me uh, working on a planter box or something for his, his wife for Mother's Day, and, and it was the treated stuff. And um, he, he mentioned to me that uh, you should not stain the wood or anything for like six to eight months. You want that stuff to dry out, and especially with decks. Is, is that something that is that right with decks? Correct, yeah. You, you don't want to stain it right away. It needs to dry out and acclimate, um, both of those things. The, the, the big thing is... Um, you know when they when they pressure treat and that's mm-hmm. what it's called. It's called pressure treated wood. Mm-hmm. Um, they're they're actually like pressurizing this chemical in there uh, into the wood to make it last longer and not rot out, which, which is great. You know, anytime you're you're in contact with the ground, anytime you're in contact with cement, uh, any kind of surface that's going to get steady moisture, you want to have pressure treated wood. It's going to last longer and it's going to hold up better, but it does need to dry out. I mean, you, you go to a lumber yard, half the time those things, you, you pick them up, and you they're almost like a sponge. You can kind of squeeze them a little bit and feel the, the sogginess of the chemical that's in there. Mm-hmm. Um, so that, that does have to fully dry out. and <laughs> Soggy. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you, you, have to, you have to let that fully dry out and acclimate to the area, and then, and then you can stain it. And, uh, you know, and, and, I mean, stains nowadays aren't, aren't like they used to be. It used to be you'd get just the... Um, uh, just the, the stuff that changed the color a little bit. You still see all the wood. Now you can get stains that are just like paint, but they're, it's not a paint. It, you know, you can completely change the color. So, you know, 
have some fun with the deck and that is a big correlation too with like it, it, people want to replace their fences like me i know for sure at my house i i my house no no house. you you want me and mike to buy the houses next to next to you yeah, and just tear the giant and then yard. tear the fences down you know how much i would love that just, a, just you're a gonna take care yard. of the yards though i have no problem right. with that we'll get to that we'll get to that because i i love it i enjoy the mow okay yeah. Put so, your own stripe you know, on your lawnmower. Yeah, I, you know, that that broke. That broke. Aww. I didn't do. It didn't do very well. But we'll get to that. We'll get to that shortly. Um, you know, especially with like the cedar fences or even the vinyl fences. I mean, what is your thought on those? Um, because you're seeing there the vinyl fences. Fences. Composite. I know those are very expensive. Yeah, that's like a premium decks and stuff like that. Yeah. yeah. Well, it, the overall price ends up being about the same um, mm-hmm. because. You're going to spend a little bit less when you get the get the wood, um, but you, you have to maintain it. Every couple of years, you have to restain it. You have to make sure uh, you don't have anything that's rotting out. You have to replace it, take care of it. Uh, with the the vinyl fences, you don't. There's no next to no maintenance. I mean, you can go through with the power washers. Speaking of you know power washers, and uh, you can just blow all the dirt and junk off of it, and you're good to go. It's my jetter can cut your fence in half. <laughs> <laughs> all right you power wash your fence you power wash your fence with the jetter and see how that goes <laughs> get the warthog head on there bubba right. so so uh, other things uh, you know that's great great information about decks and uh, fences and vinyl and composite let's talk about more of the overgrowth the tree trimming the taking care of um the around your foundation making sure the ground is not pitched towards your house keep it away proper with all these rains manscaping. i mean landscaping yeah, yeah landscaping. for sure <laughs> <laughs> so um you know what what do you think is the importance or how important is that by building up around your foundation to keep it with the water away you know well i mean if a house is built properly it's going to route the water away from it anyway um you know, you need to make sure that all of the systems are there. The gutter, the gutter, uh, you know, drain pieces actually. Downspouts. Yeah, the, well, off of the downspouts, the connectors yeah. on there, like, actually mm-hmm. push the water away from the house. You don't, or, or, I mean, out here we have a lot of them that actually go into the ground and are brought out. Um, but you, you got to make sure that stuff's all, all connected up and doing its job. And then you're not going to have a lot of those problems. You don't have to build it up. Uh, it isn't. It is a good secondary precaution. You can you can do that. Um, obviously, you want to have all the systems in place that are supposed to be in place. Right. Um, but yeah, I mean, you definitely want to keep you know trees off of the side of the house. That's that's a huge problem with siding or and even close bugs. Uh, I got and raccoons in my attic because at, I have a tree close to my house. Yep, birds, squirrels. They're, they're all gonna, especially if you have cedar siding. That again, you go at. That's, no, they went right through the roof between the the fascia and oh. the roof. Actually, my neighbor has about a two inch gap, and I watch birds all day long just fly in and out of his roof. Birdhouse. Yeah, awesome. it's in his attic. <laughs> <I> just, <laughs> literally. <laughs> That's right. Literally a birdhouse. What What else could we could we do on our yards, um, Keith? Uh, I know you're you're really into your. Um, Maintaining your grass, you want the um, yeah, I'm the, kind of a weirdo. The Wrigley Field uh, grass going on. Um, yeah, I'm house. kind of a weirdo when it comes down to that. Definitely. I, I, like I said, <laughs> I enjoy the mow. I hate the mow. <laughs> um, yeah, it's, now some people don't like mowing, but you know, after a long day of work, um, like for instance, the other day, um, the I, 
<laughs> so the other day I, I came home from work and I I, I enjoyed the most. So, um, you know, it's relaxing for it's, you. It's re- relaxing See, it's, for me. It's I, just I, more know, damn work for me. And I and I just start up the mower and I go. Um, really, when it gets down to the nitty gritty of the grass, I'm still learning. I'm not an I'm not an expert. I follow now. Do you have the you have the beer cooler on the back of there? I wish. No, no. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm still trying I'm to like, get that funded. I'm like, I'm trying to figure out how to make the mow enjoyable because it's just another task for me. Well, uh, you know what? When I, I was mean, young, I did five acres uh, on a riding lawnmower. You have your drinks, in, of course, and you have a little pouch in the back, and you just put on your tunes and you just drive half a day. You got one of those double can <laughs> helmet deals and the little sippy straw <laughs> out there. Uh, absolutely. Got my drinks. Well, I was a little young stuff. for beer at that time, so I, I, <laughs> right. I, it was, it was not a, no. a can of cola. <laughs> I follow guys that are on YouTube, and yes, I am a YouTuber. When I, I like to watch that, you know, I follow that stuff. I take it, um, you know, notes, mental notes, everything like that. You know, the type of grasses that we have here in in our area were cool season grass, and not a lot of people are going to understand that. But what that means is, is the types of grass everybody's going to know a uh, type of grass of Kentucky bluegrass. That grass needs to be cut at three and a half inches. Trimming or, the grass. Yeah. Con, uh, you know, <laughs> bringing it up higher. But, you know, in the end of it, I what I love the best is, is when I take my edger, mm-hmm. it's like getting a haircut. You're trimming the edges. You're trimming your, completely, getting straight lines, straight edges, everything. That's why I enjoy it the best. Buzz cut. The most. The beautiful edge. And I mean, you make yourself look so much better than your neighbor. When you can dominate, <laughs> and really, when you can really, dominate your neighbor, that's what it's joking. about. That's what it's really about. <laughs> it's totally, totally. That's what it's really about. Looking Who's better than your better? neighbor. Who's better at keeping up their yard? Yeah. Keeping up with the Joneses. <laughs> Well, thank you for listening to Dream Home Ninjas. 